We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody, Lori Hybe here, and welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. All you have to do is answer three simple questions before you join, and then you are in. Once you are there, ask some questions, join in on the conversation, connect with professionals all over the world. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing ag- agency. We are hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. Check out more details at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. This week's guest is Kurt Anderson. Kurt Anderson founded an e-commerce company in 1995 that was ranked three times on the internet retailer magazine top 1,000 e-commerce companies. Since selling that company, Kurt has served as an e-commerce consultant serving manufacturers. Kurt is the author of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret and founder of B2Btail.com, an e-commerce resource guide for manufacturers. Kurt, welcome to the show. Lori, what an absolute honor and privilege. I've been looking forward to this for months, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm excited to have you on I love the name of your book, Stop Being the Best Kept Secret, because that is that is the truth with regards to all the manufacturers that I've connected with over the years. Absolutely. And that, and that was, it became a running joke of, uh, you know, so I, I put together this book and I was like, you know, what am I going to do for a title? And, and just like you for years, you know, uh, I'm sure the same thing, we call in a manufacturer like, hey, tell me about your business. And they're like, oh, we're the best kept secret. And I just kept hearing that over and over. And I'm like, man, I don't know if that's a really good marketing strategy. So title of the book, let's stop being the best kept secret. Love it. Uh, let's talk about manufacturers in the key e-commerce world a little bit. How does a custom manufacturer enter the e-commerce market? Well, awesome question. And certainly, as we all know, this world that we're living in today, it, it, everything has drastically changed. So a um, little different dynamic, you know, prior to 2020. And now there's a tremendous sense of urgency. So uh, with e-commerce, you always, you know, you think, uh, you know, I think my, I, as I'm looking out my window, the UPS man just left and dropped off an Amazon package, right? Mm-hmm. So Amazon, you know, most manufacturers, especially in that custom side where they don't have a proprietary product or a finished good, they're like, well, hey, I'm, I'm left out of that e-commerce party. You know, the o, uh, OEMs, original equipment manufacturers that have those finished goods, you know, easier slide in for them, much more challenging for the custom manufacturer. So the custom manufacturer, you know, and I'm sure you know the type, Lori, you know, they bend metal, they cut steel, mm-hmm. fabricate something, injection mold, uh, cert- printed circuit boards. You know, they're always making something for somebody else. So the preach that I have is how do you scale your preparatory process. Because what these custom manufacturers have over the years, they've perfected a a preparatory process. And it's just trying to walk them through the steps of how do we convert that process into uh, that preparatory process into a preparatory good. So kind of without going too deep into a diatribe, that's my preach. How do we scale that? That's a a great question, actually. And, and it's figuring out, I guess, where, where, how would you answer that? 
Yep. So next step is, so what I'd like to do is with e-commerce, you know, the, a big thing with e-commerce, you know, and again, like, uh, you know, if you look at your company, your website, like you guys do an amazing job helping your clients with pay-per-click SEO, trying to be found, trying to help them stop being the best kept secret. Right. And you're an expert at that lead generation. So I think one myth to dispel is so many of those custom manufacturers that, well, e-commerce is Amazon at my door. No, it's actually Lori coming in and her team and helping you with that lead gen and driving that traffic to their website. Now, if they're going after, again, I bend metal, I cut steel, uh, you know this, you know, you're a keyword expert. If you go real broad, man, you're still going to be the best kept secret. It's so hard to be found for CNC machining or fabricating metal. But if you do CNC machining for turbine engines, because I'm in the Northwest and I serve, I'm in the supply chain of aerospace, or I'm, uh, I've been metal for, uh, you know, I don't know, tractors and I'm trying to find and, and target uh, deer, you know, or caterpillar or something. So I think like going after those long tail keywords and for you and I speak in that SEO language, we're trying to help them with that keyword strategy by going deep in what you and I call those long tail keywords. Mm -hmm. That long tail keyword is the opportunity for the, the e-commerce opportunity. Sure. That makes sense. Right. So it's actually, it's that 80, 20 rule where they're like, you know, Hey, tell me about your business. And they're like, wow, oh, you know, we crank out these little trinkets in our 80, 20 rule, 20% of our profit sales, or I'm sorry, 80% comes from the 20%. Where is that 20%? And can we start creating an e-commerce opportunity? Could we put those products actually on your website? Could we take those products and put them on, uh, on an online marketplace, like an Amazon Zorro or what have you? You know, so anyway, without getting too deep, that's kind of the process of like getting into that e-commerce opportunity. Sure, that makes sense. So you're almost turning a custom request into, I'm going to say this loosely, a commodity item, right? Bingo. I, you, you just, you just summed it up perfect. And then, and that's, and so many custom manufacturers get caught in that and like, well, we're a contract manufacturer. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you say the word e-commerce, they kind of put the stop sign up. Sure. Right. But again, with that, when you know, and again, you and I walk into a manufacturer and we're trying to figure out what their keyword, you know, what their keywords are. What are we asking? Hey guys, what are you absolutely best at? What are your core strengths? Mm -hmm. Let's run through a quick SWAT and, you know, brag a little bit. As a matter of fact, brag a lot. Tell me what you guys are absolutely great at. Well, we make this little nut screw trinket, da, 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 for this one industry. And then we say, you know what, is there anybody else on the planet that needs that product or that process that you're crushing it at. Oh yeah. Well, we saw it in the auto industry, but you know what? That could go into drones. That could go into aerospace. That could go into uh, agriculture. Bingo. All right, guys, let's start talking about an e-commerce uh, play or strategy and how we can narrow down your field. Now you've created a really nice competitive advantage. So you've mentioned Amazon and a couple other marketplaces. Do you recommend that manufacturers use those? Great question, Lori. You know, I'm super, super bullish on the online marketplaces for manufacturers. And, and again, from the OEM side, that original equipment manufacturer, absolutely. So you've got, um, you know, up your way, your neighbor in uh, Minnesota, you've got DigiKey, which if you're in the electrical field in any capacity, they have a great marketplace. We've talked about Zorro. You have like McMastercar. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the big granddaddy of them all, Amazon. And here's a scary thing. So we do a lot of webinars with the uh, Manufacturing Extension Partnerships, if you're familiar with those. Yep. 
the MEP. So they're all over the country. So I do a lot of webinars um, at at a lot of different MEPs. So actually today, um, we're what we just we're in the midst of doing a 12 part webinar series at IMAC, which is the Illinois uh, MEP. Mm-hmm. And our speaker today was Brian Beck. And Brian Beck is just phenomenal Amazon guru. He wrote a book called Billion Dollar B2B e commerce. And for any manufacturer out there, obviously, I'd love for you to get stop being the best kept secret, but Brian's book is phenomenal. So he spoke today at Illinois. He shares, and this is this when he told me this, this is staggering. 70% of product search is now started on Amazon. So even if you're a custom manufacturer and you're like, oh, well, you know what? That's not for me, or I don't need to be on Amazon. If some, if there's an ideal client out there that's looking for your product that you make every day and you're denying yourself by not being on Amazon. You've just, you've just lost basically a 70% opportunity of being found for that product. So that's, that's scary. That is. So I, I was thinking about that. It's fascinating. It's scary and fascinating at the same right. time. But my argument would be that the pro- people already know what it is that they want. Yep. They already know the solution that they're looking for. Um and that's why they're going to Amazon. I, I, I was just thinking through my own experiences, like, okay, I know I was looking to get some more bike, biking shorts. Yep. And so I went right to Amazon and there's a million places to buy those, but because I knew exactly what I wanted, that's why I went there. And then I couldn't find what exactly I wanted. So then either I changed the way I searched or I started looking on Google, but that's only if you know exactly what you want. That would be my assumption with that 70%. And, and that's, and, and you're right. And the thing to think about is, and it's hard, it's almost like, you know, doing a case study or say like when we're talking to our clients, you know, you're targeting manufacturers and we've talked, you know, kind of, you know, say that three, five, $10 million manufacturer, mm-hmm. maybe they have 50, hundred employees. You know, a great thing to do is when you're walk when you walk in the office, when we, when we get back out in the world, stop, have a conversation with their purchase, with their purchasing department. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if, Joe, Lucy, Sally, Susie, John, you know, whoever that purchaser is, if how they're purchasing on an individual personal basis is what they're bringing to the workplace now and what they're comfortable doing from a B2B standpoint. So the thing is, if, if, you know, again, Mario, he, uh, his supervisor, the engineering team come down and say, uh, Mario, could you please go buy uh, such and such product? And he's not overly familiar with it. He's not sure where to start. He can either turn to his friend Google or he's turned to Amazon. And what's and, and again, that scary thing for you and I that are heavy in SEO and pay-per-click, we're like, man, Amazon is just as much of a search engine as it is selling products now. Mm-hmm. I so if, if Mario is looking for a little injection molded piece and he knows the name of it and, and what the finished good title is, and he doesn't think to go to Google because he's more comfortable in the Amazon lane and we don't put our clients in the Amazon lane, we're, you know, there's a little bit of a disservice or a, a competitive disadvantage for our clients in that particular case. Not every case, but in a, I'm certainly not proposing, promoting or proposing like, hey, Google is, is not important. Google is absolutely critical to your search strategy. However, it's just trying to open up eyes or just being aware, making sure that our, com- our competitors are taking advantage of opportunities that we're ignoring. Wow. Yeah, that, that's really, 
insightful information there <laughs> it's, to Amazon. It's mind blowing, mm-hmm. isn't it? When you think about that, and 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 I'm sorry. Let me just real quick one more. You know, so think I had a call with Zorro this morning. Okay, so Zorro, if you're for your audience, if you're familiar with Zorro, exploding B two B e commerce third division of Granger. Okay. And they started out something like in 2000, don't quote me, 11, 12, and they were doing like $4 million. They're now doing over half a billion dollars with Zorro. So again, let's say that that persona, that buyer is a government agency and say they, they have contract or they have um, their bidding process. You know, they like starting with uh, Granger or with Zorro. They don't even go to Google or start on Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. So again, back to your question on the marketplaces, you know, do I need to be on Zorro if I'm selling uh, different types of tools, finished goods, preparatory goods, that type of thing. So again, these are things that we just, we really need to be aware of. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, now let's talk a little bit about um, the customization because you know, we, we, yeah. we kind of went down this commodity route a little bit, but do you have manufacturers using any sort of configurators to allow customers to really customize the offerings that they have? Man, that's this is. I'm a big baseball fan. I know you're a big hockey player, and I love <laughs> hockey. But you'd you'd crush me in hockey. But I'm a big baseball player, so I'll use a baseball analogy. So configurators are right in my strike zone. Um, I, I'm a, I I am so bullish on configurators for manufacturers, and what this does. And again, with like the services that you and your team provide, what you do. This is what I always preach, Lori, and I'm I'm sure you love it. And this is what you do with your clients. I'm always, I'm, I'm preaching to them. How do you help that ideal client? My book, I call them soulmates. Okay. That buyer at Boeing, the buyer at Caterpillar, or maybe it's a buyer, at just another small custom job shop, right? How do we get our, our soulmates? How can we help them make a buying decision on a Friday night at midnight without having to wait for us to open up our doors on a Monday morning, you know? So with that strategy, that configurator is just such a, a powerful example. Um, sorry, to, uh, sorry to mention my book. In my book, I go through like a step-by-step how a small custom manufacturer uses a configurator and they're connecting with like Virgin Hyperloop, Boeing, Halliburton, just again, allowing buyers to come on their website, configure and create their product 24-7. It was super easy. It was super cheap. This was a manufacturer. He's a digital immigrant, uh, you know, very resistant to technology, very resistant to change. And we put up a configurator, uh, super inexpensive. And he's just blown away by the opportunities that this configurator has, has the doors that have opened that never existed before. Just because we picked, you know, I was kid around. It's like, we got to pick a cause. When you're a custom job shop, you're almost like, hey, let's just take everything that walks in the door. But when you narrow that down, we talked about that long tail key strategy. What are your true, true core strengths? And if you can apply it with a configurator, and there's a lot of companies that are doing amazing work with configurators. Your neighbors right in Wisconsin, there's a company called Gen Alpha. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you, are you familiar with Gen Alpha? Uh, yep, yep, yep. Well, Chris Harrington, the president, we were talking before we got on, I, I offer a free um, weekly webinar series called Manufacturing E-Commerce Success. And guys, I have this amazing, incredible speaker coming up. Her name is Lori. <laughs> Thanks, Lori, you just committed. Yeah. So, um, but Chris Harrington was just our speaker this past Friday, as a matter of fact. And uh, Gen Alpha is doing amazing work. Uh, they're a, they're a software, uh, an e-commerce software provider, just like Shopify is, uh, exclusively for manufacturers. 
and they offer a powerful uh, solution for configurators. And there's tons of companies that are now, I don't want to discount theirs because I think theirs is top notch. There's a lot of companies I'm working with that are, uh, are now instituting configurators for manufacturers. Cool. I think that's brilliant, honestly. And I love how you set it up with the, the soulmates and <laughs> connecting with, with, with your business soulmates, basically. And really, yeah, they're doing their homework nights, weekends, whatever. And if, if you want to win them over, you got to make it easy for them to do business with you. And, and why not let them customize the, the product? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and, and again, like, uh, you know, when you go to your website and I, and I love your name, by the way, Keystone Click. And I love, and guys, if, if you haven't been on Lori's website, you have to check it out. And you know what I admire, Lori, is, uh, you know, I think we're both blessed. We work, we network like crazy. You know, you have this amazing podcast and, you know, I'm blessed. I work with a lot of different um, marketers in our space. And a lot of folks will even, will kid around saying, you know what, I feel like the, uh, the cobbler's kid with no shoes. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We're like, they're so busy taking care of their clients that their websites maybe aren't where they want it to be. When you go on your website, it is just really top notch. You, you really set the bar high oh, where you. you're, you're not talking to talk. You're walking to walk. It's a, you've, you've set a good standard for your clients to, to how to navigate, whether I don't care if you're selling SEO services or CNC machining, you look at Lori's website and then you talk about how do we dominate search? How do you go after pay-per-click? You go through the process and then you give a great story on the name. I, I, and I love how you came up with the name for your company. <laughs> And you have to go to Lori's website to read it. I'm not going to yeah, tell you. How's yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm blushing right now. <laughs> um, well, on that note, it's a good time to take a quick, quick little commercial break here. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. All right, Kurt. So the focus of the show is on networking, and, and we've kind of dabbled in that conversation a little bit, but my goal is to help alleviate any fears that people have when they hear that word networking. So can you share with our listeners one of your favorite networking stories or experiences that you've had? Sure, that's a great question. So um, I'm gonna say this, so I, so, so again, I do, uh, you and I, a uh, lot, lot in common, you know, we're like BFFs. We do a lot of, <laughs> lot of educating, a lot of uh, webinars and what have you. And what I love when you open up your podcast, you talk about who you know. And so I do a lot of LinkedIn workshops and again, at, at MEPs, Manufacturing Extension Partnerships and different trade groups. And I have a slide and I say, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, we, we grew up hearing, you know, hey, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm -hmm. With LinkedIn, I like to take it one step further. It's not what you know, it's not who you know, it's what you know about who you know. And so uh, Lori and I were just talking earlier, and I don't know if I mentioned to you guys, so Lori has volunteered and offered to be on our web, our weekly webinar series. So thank you, Lori. <laughs> I think I did mention that, didn't I? He did, but, that's okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, a great uh, great networking is, is, you know, you and I connected and um, 
you know, immediately we're both bouncing back and forth. You know, who do we know? I, you know, I know a bunch of folks in Wisconsin, uh, Greg Mishu at Windbound. Mm -hmm. You just talked about uh, Gen Alpha. And then, um, you know, my, one of the first people that came to mind was Harry Moser. And Harry is, is if you're in manufacturing, boy, you know, Harry, he is the, the official cheerleader of U.S. manufacturing. And so I know he was just on your podcast. He's coming up on our webinar and just a lot of people just love his mission, what he's pushing out. And he's just a delight to, to know. So that's a, a, a great example of networking. I could share dozens of others, but <laughs> I thought that was a nice, uh, I was just thrilled when I saw that he did, was on your podcast and like how we're building this community to help support manufacturers together. Yeah, he was episode 292 and it was a fantastic interview. Um, and what he's doing just is, is mind blowing and, and just, I love it. He's got a great story to share, and his mission um, is is something I'm I'm 100% behind. So, which is great. Yeah, and so folks, if you're not familiar, he's 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 founded and get this, Lori. I don't know if he shared this with you. I got to catch your podcast. He founded the Reshoring Initiative. So he is all about reshoring, being bringing manufacturing back. He just had a great article. Um, I didn't realize. I think in 1979 was a peak of manufactured manufacturing jobs in the U.S., if I'm not mistaken, I think you uh, grew up in a family of manufacturing. Is that correct? Wasn't your father yes, a manufacturer? Yes, yep. my, my dad, I basically grew up in the tool and die shop visiting yep. him. <laughs> yep, so yep. it's in your blood. You can't mm -hmm. help it, right? Totally. It's, uh, so God bless you for following in dad's footsteps. And what's fascinating about Harry is, uh, so again, that peak was like 19 million jobs in, in 1979. I think we're down around 12. But boy, there's a lot of momentum to really try to turn that back around uh, we really felt the pain this past year with COVID of supply chain disruption. And when you follow what, uh, what Harry's mission is, and he founded this, it's a nonprofit associate, uh, organization. He founded it in his 60s. Like that, this is like his retirement. Uh, it's like a hobby and it's a full-time gig that he's just driving this mission. So, you know, what, a, what an inspiring story he is. Yeah, it's a great episode. I highly recommend um, if you're interested in the, his mission, definitely take a listen to it. But let's focus on you a little bit more, Kurt. Sure. <laughs> How do you stay in front of and best nurture your your network that you've created? Yeah, uh, great question. And, and again, um, I'm sorry to, you know, what you and I share, you know, a lot of, um, you know, I think we both have a hunger for the education piece mm -hmm. of sharing. You know, I never, ever claim myself self to be an expert. Just uh, I've been in e-commerce since 1995. So it means two things. It means I'm an old dude and it just, I, I have a lot of uh, war wounds and scars and uh, tons of mistakes, you know, that I've made that I love to share with folks of what not to do as much as things of what to, to do, you know, to do. Yep. So again, jumping on podcasts with great people like you, a um, lot of webinars, you know, as I mentioned with the manufacturing extension partnerships, um, I work with a lot of the MEPs around the country. We do our Friday uh, webinar series. It's free every single Friday. So just, you know, just really beating that drum pretty heavy of, um, of helping manufacturers. And, what, and this is kind of a cool thing that we're doing, Lori, and we'll have to talk about this more at some point in time. A, a big initiative that we're doing, we started this co-op. It's, co it's called e-commerce management. Again, not a salesy thing. Mm -hmm. But what we're, the big uh, drum that we're beating is how do you help manufacturers? How can we teach them to fish? 
you know, some, so many of them, like what's great on your website is you talk about how, you know, people have been burnt with bad marketing. You know, um, I'm sure you've, I've had examples where a manufacturer will hire a a pay-per-click firm, 50 grand a year and have zero results, you know, just bad keywords. I'll do an audit on what they're doing. And and it's all, it's just, it's sad, you know? So what we've been really preaching is with the MEPs that we're working with, we're starting to do it with you model of how can we help the manufacturers that have a marketing team and teach them how to fish. And even some of the marketing folks uh, that are at manufacturers are a little bit more sophisticated. And they're like, well, you know what? I don't necessarily need someone to teach me how to fish, but boy, I could learn some new fishing spots or some, some new fishing strategies, if you will. So they feel alone in a silo. And then what the great thing is, is building them up and then handing them off to a firm like yourself to get that high level professional nurturing that they need for the folks that, you know, they need a lorry or a firm like yours, yep. but they're just hesitant because they're like, they're hearing these, these horror stories. Well, if you can teach them a little bit of, you know, and do it with them, then they're like, okay, this is like trying to build my bathroom or my kitchen on my own. It's fun. It sounded great on paper, but you know what? Now I need the professional to come in and help me. You know what I mean? Totally. Love that. Um, I love, I love the analogy of just how to teach them how to fish approach. I think that's a, it's a great philosophy overall. Um, what, what advice do you have for that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? Yeah, I think, you know, you and I connected on LinkedIn. I'm just, you know, if you're in a B2B space, um, you know, and, and maybe cause I'm an older dude, you know, my, my daughter doesn't get it, but uh, you know, I'm a LinkedIn junkie. Uh, it's how I make a living. That's where my connections are. Uh, there's just amazing people of high integrity. Uh, you know, and, and the thing is, it's just like in person, you know, like, Lori, you know, you're super active with, um, you know, if you go on your profile with nonprofit groups in, in your community and, you know, you you gravitate towards certain people when you, you know, pre-COVID when we could go out and play and socialize, yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, you gravitate towards so, certain people that have the same values and, and people that you respect or admire, or even people that are, that are at a place where you're like, you know what, I want to get to where they are. And you gravitate toward, towards those people. And I'm sure you feel the same way on LinkedIn. You can do the exact same thing. You can weed out through some of the clutter or some of the folks, you know, I, I tell everybody I'm not for everyone. I know that. You know, but for the folks that, you know, a manufacturer wants to get, be in e-commerce, boy, I hope I'm your guy, you know, and like, how can we resonate and connect and help lift each other up? So um, my long-winded answer is uh, I'm a big LinkedIn guy. I think it's a great place for B2B connections. I agree 150,000%. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I spend, uh, I should actually log this and pay attention to it. I, I want to say between two and four hours a day on LinkedIn. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like, it's not a dedicated block. It's just happening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it yeah. happens before I'm officially working, you know, right. and it happens after I'm done working and it happens on the weekend. So there's, I I'm just, that it is the place to be for, for the, um, the B2B space without a doubt. But I, I really liked your comment about, you know, you're not, you're not fit for everyone. And really we have to be conscious of our time right? when we're in these platforms. I mean, I, right. I just, just today connected with someone who, um, you know, their, their first response is hi. 
in yeah. their messaging. And I'm like, we'll get to the point here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you need something from me or not? Cause I got, I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Typically that's, that's a, you know, that's a non-speaking, you know, uh, non-English person or whatever, you know I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah. probably not a good lead or, you know, I'm usually hitting black on, on, on those, but you know, Lori, like for your business, I mean, just think about the connections, you know, whether podcast guests, uh, business, you know, you know, you've been in business since 2007, God bless you, you know, like, you've sustained, you know, uh, a bad, you started in a bad economy, mm-hmm. rode through the 2000s, you're hitting through a pandemic. So, you know, you're a, a great success story, young entrepreneur. And just how much of that, you know, can you uh, attribute to your connections on LinkedIn? I'm sure there's a, a good chunk of that, actually. Right, I mean, right. The, the use of the platform definitely skyrocketed uh, in the last year. Um, yeah. But even then, I mean, I was using it fairly consistently pre-COVID. Um, and yeah, basically anyone that I met, I connected with on LinkedIn. Right, right. Probably vast majority of your podcast you know, guests and, <laughs> and, you know, right down the line. So it really, you know, um, when I think for... Again, you and I work with a lot of manufacturers, you know, uh, stereotypical or by tradition, res, you know, resistant to change, resistant to technology. Uh, when they hear so, uh, LinkedIn, they think, you know, Facebook posting what we had for dessert last night, that type of thing. And, you know, so when I do these LinkedIn webinars and workshops, I have these slides, you know, LinkedIn means business. I have a, I have a slide where a gentleman is like ripping over, ripping open a shirt, like Superman. And I'm like, all right, everyone, we want to, you know, how can we become LinkedIn superheroes? Uh, whether Wonder Woman, Superman. Now I don't want to digress. I have an understanding that you have a little thing for Batman. Is that Oh my correct? God, you did all your homework. <laughs> too much homework <laughs> so we won't get into that but i just i, I love the bat i was a big batman fan so we might have to talk about that sometime too <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no it's funny that you actually say that because i i have a networking um presentation that i've done um and if if i ever get around to actually writing this book um that was that's the title i was playing with is like how to be a, a networking superhero basically <laughs> yeah 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 that's awesome um uh, here's a fun one. So if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself Oof. to do more of less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Yeah, boy, you know, um, that's a, that's a great question. And, and, um, you know, try to, I try to live in the present, you know, so try not to dwell on the past too much, but, you know, and, and maybe I'll be cliche of, you know, you can say the, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't do this. Don't do that. But just, you know, I think if I were to go back to 20 year old self, And my big thing is, you know what, dude, have a sense of urgency on a daily basis because it doesn't cost you anything. You know what I mean? Like you don't, it doesn't have to add anxiety or stress, but if you just, you know, you're, you're a great athlete, you're super involved with your community with hockey and I haven't seen you play, but I'm assuming that you're probably pretty aggressive. Um, You know, I, I think if, you know, I always have the saying of like, Hey, you know, can we leave it all on the field? For you, can you leave it all on the ice? You know, in, in that with that analogy. So for us as professionals, if I were to go back to my 20-year-old Kurt, I'd be like, dude, just give everything you've got every day. It doesn't cost you a penny to work harder, you know. Um, not and and you know, of course, the work smarter. Not not saying working longer hours or seven days a week, but just come in with just a uh, just a unapologetic uh, enthusiasm for what you do. So that would be my advice. 
Yeah, I think that's that's very sound advice to share without a doubt. Um, yeah, great. I love it. The sense of urgency on a daily basis. Powerful words indeed. Kurt, um, six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? Wow. One person that I'd love to connect with. Um, how about since I'm, a, since I'm an e-commerce guy, I'll say, I'll say, uh, let me just, I'll go over the top. I'll go Jeff Bezos. Sure, why and not? could, could I, uh, uh, could I make a connection with him? Um, it, it'd be challenging. <laughs> Do you have any <laughs> thoughts on where you'd even start? You know, um, boy, where would I even start? That you know, that's a great question. You know, uh, you know, I could go. I, I could say athletes. I could say this. I could say that. Say with Jeff Bezos, I do a lot of business in Seattle, so I would hit my Seattle crowd. My sure. partner on my uh, weekly podcast is uh, Damon Pastuka. And, uh, I, you definitely have to uh, connect with Damon. He does a lot of podcasting. I think you'd be a great guest for him. Cool. Um, he does excellent work. So I would start, uh, I have my, my mother-in-law lives in Seattle. So I have a, numerous connections in Seattle. So I would start there. Sounds like a fantastic starting point. So, um, when are you going to start this? The next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to, you know what, as soon as we hang up, how's that? <laughs> All right. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> You know, I, and I, I'm sorry to digress. I know we're probably coming into time. Are you, have you been on clubhouse at all? I have, I, I kind of have a love hate with it right now. So yeah, <laughs> we might have to talk about clubhouse some, sometime, but you know, clubhouse, if guys, if you're new to clubhouse, I encourage you to check it out. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. And if you're going to connect with celebrities, I think that might be one of the, one of the quick ways is because there's a lot of celebrities on clubhouse yeah. that you, that you can get on a stage or moderate with and have a one-on-one with, with, so clubhouse might be a great way to start with, you know, with that connection. Yeah, that's actually an interesting, um, thought to, to dive into not only celebrities, but just, um, uh, very successful yeah. entrepreneurs in, indeed. Um, so that was your first question. I'm going to give you another opportunity to ask me a question here <laughs> or sure. interview me. What would you like sure. to ask? Absolutely. So a dear, dear friend of mine, and as a matter of fact, she runs a, a podcast, it's called Manufacturing Out Loud. Okay. And uh, it's Allison DeFord. She's a, a dear, dear friend. She's phenomenal, passionate for manufacturers. Every, uh, we, her and I work on projects together. She always loves to ask this. And since we're kidding around about Batman and superheroes and stuff, she asked this question to her clients. How do you help your customer be the hero of your story? Be the hero of my story? Of your story. So how do you help your customer be the hero of your story? Not their story, but your story. Ooh, that's a big one. Um, let me just digest that question for a moment here. And, 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 I'll, and I'll say, and, and, I, and if I could say this, to kind of nudge along, if you go to Lori's website, and again, and, and I'm not just saying this, Lori, like if I wouldn't, we wouldn't, I, you know, we talk about something else. Sure. I really admire, you know, your website does is textbook on how to help that client make a buying decision on a Friday night at midnight without having to wait for, to open up the doors on Monday. Sure. So like if I need SEO, I need pay-per-click, 
you make it personal. I can see your team. You have a meet the team page. You have, um, I can find you on LinkedIn. I can listen to your podcast. By the time you and I spoke for the first time, like I, I was leaps and bounds, like working around about the homework I did on you. But the thing is, if I was a buyer, if I was your soulmate, and I, I know I'm not, if I was <laughs> your soulmate uh, from a customer standpoint, like you've really put yourself out there where like I can make a very easy, easy decision. You know what? Lori's not a great fit for me or man, Lori's a great fit. She's going to just take my, move the needle, put my, you know, take my business to the next level. Mm -hmm. And if I were, uh, you know, a marketer, uh, uh, making that buying decision for a major manufacturer, we're like, Hey, we're the best kept secret. We need a digital footprint. Who are we going to call? And I feel like your website has done that. So when I go on your website, I feel like you're dedicated to helping me be the hero sure. of your story. So that's kind of uh, the, I, I didn't mean to answer it for you, but that's oh, how that, I- That sounded great. <laughs> yeah, so well, hit, hit record on that and then you can, uh, you know, so I'm doing a sales pitch for you and I'm not even on commission. How's that? That sounds lovely. <laughs> um, no, you're right. And I, and you know, actually that's a really good point in general. And this is a huge mistake that I see not only on manufacturers' websites, but everybody's websites, is they just talk about themselves and they're not putting <laughs> the customer as the focal point of the message because right. that that's really, it's not, look at how awesome I am. It's, you have a, a challenge that you're currently facing and we could be a resource to help you solve that problem. That, so, I think you have to get Allison to forward on, as a guest on your, on your show. So uh, again, part of my uh, webinar and then it, she does speaking, as a matter of fact, she's speaking for the Illinois MEP this Friday. So I don't know when you, when you'll post this, but um, uh, in, in today's week, she's speaking this Friday okay. and she calls it the wee wee syndrome. Uh -huh. And the, the <laughs> wee wee syndrome is you go on a manufacturer's website and it's, we have these capabilities. We yeah. have this quality. We are on time. We are the best. Just ask us. We are, you know, it's, and she calls it, they wee wee all over themselves because they're all, <laughs> they're just talking about them as opposed to making it all about the customer. And that buyer at Boeing, that buyer at Caterpillar, or even it's a buyer at a 10 person job shop. Like they have a crisis, they have a problem, they have a fire that they're putting out right now and they need your help. And when they go on that website, they just want to know, can, you know, what service do you provide to help me get through this crisis that I'm in? I, there, I think it's first off, it's hilarious that she calls it the we. <laughs> Isn't that a riot? Oh, oh, she's man. one of the funniest people on the planet. You, you and her would get along you great. You need to connect us. <laughs> you, yeah. You guys would be, you two would be soulmates. She is absolutely hysterical, funny, snarky, dedicated to manufacturers. And uh, she would, she'd be a gift. She'd be a pleasure on your yeah, own. Yeah. And, and probably vice versa, I think. And she has a great podcast herself. So that, that sounds super fun. Yeah, that, that is. Um, I love it. There's so much truth to that. And this is definitely a big uh, conversation point when it comes to websites. And, and I have a, a canned deck that I share and it's the top eight mistakes that manufacturers make on their website. And that is mm. the first one I address. Is <laughs> it isn't, look at how awesome I am or, or look at yeah. how big our building is on <laughs> the homepage. Yeah. Um, it, it goes way beyond that. Yeah, you have to focus on the problem that you're, that you're, I'm going to use your words, your soulmate has. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's focused. Um, 
Uh, all right. As we wrap up here, do you have any final words of advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Yeah, guys, you know, you're a manufacturer, kudos to you for listening to this podcast. So you're, you know, you're looking to grow, you're looking to improve uh, this, uh, this digital sprint that we're in right now is it's not going to slow down anytime soon. So, you know, link up with, you know, these, these experts such as Lori, catch a webinar, catch these podcasts, uh, team up with, you know, her firm and really you, you, you just, you have to stop being the best kept secret, right? Well, thanks for all the nice kind words about us. I appreciate that. Um, if anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, Kurt, what's the best way that they can reach you? Absolutely. So, um, you know, on LinkedIn, I'm the, I'm a dude with no hair. I, my title is I'm an e-commerce evangelist for manufacturers. Uh, so LinkedIn's a great way to find me. My website is B2Btail. So it's B, the number two, Btail.com. I'm part of an e-commerce co-op. It's called e-commerce management. And um, so those are, those are great ways to, to find me. And, um, you know, I'd love to connect with anybody that's trying to get a, a footprint on, a, on their, or get started on their e-commerce journey and be happy to help them out. So this is uh, what an honor and privilege to be with you today, Lori. Thank you. Oh, no, this was so much fun. I really enjoyed having you on the show. We'll definitely include all that information and to get in contact with you on the show notes. Um, yeah, great, great conversation. Thank you so much, Kurt. Oh, my privilege. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, everybody. Best of luck. God bless. Absolutely. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Kurt for taking the time to connect with us today. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.